Hi, I'm Sofia Idarosa, and this is the Step Over Podcast. We're chatting with a rising star from Ottawa. Playing in Europe even has some Champions League football under her belt, if I'm not mistaken. No big deal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and now, Sophia, I'm going to ask for the good listener, would you mind giving us uh, your full name, your age, and the position that you play? Yes. So I'm Sophia Idarosa. I'm 20 years old, and I'm a forward striker. Fantastic. Well, it's great to meet you. Um, you're back in Ottawa for the holidays. Uh, how's your break been going? It's been going good. I've been with the family I miss the family so much so I'm so happy to be back for once I actually cried coming to the Ottawa airport and seeing my family which has never really happened before so (laughs) definitely excited to be home like has this been like the longest stretch that you've been away from home uh not really I was in Spain for about six seven months and then I went straight to Malta from Spain so I was away for about eight months I would say the longest so this hasn't been that long but I don't know why this time just affected a lot more, but I was super homesick this this time. So I don't know. It was weird, but yeah, I don't know. Well, it's nice to be home. Um, has it been like relaxing yeah. or uh, like are you trying to fit in a lot while you're here? Yeah, it's been more of a relaxing period because obviously I'm still in season. So I'm trying to kind of take time away from soccer, which has been extremely hard because even when I'm resting, I feel like I'm missing out on something, especially in Ottawa, because there's so much going on all the time. But yeah, it's been kind of more of like a rest period for myself. So did you have like a big your Christmas dinner, get together, that kind of thing? Yeah, I'm usually with my family on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, and even usually New Year's. So just been around kind of my family. We have a pretty big family, big Italian family. So always around them. <laughs> What are three like must-have foods that that you like to have at a big Idrosa holiday dinner? Three must-haves. Tough. We usually always have calamari. There's always some sort of seafood there, whether it's oh, octopus, okay. squid. Yeah. So I would say probably seafood would be definitely be one of the bigger ones. It's like you know, like what a fried else? calamari or. Yeah, usually. Like okay. this time we had calamari and like grilled octopus, which is like my absolute favorite food. So okay. that's definitely one of the top ones. Yeah. And then usually pasta, of course, you can't have an Italian Italian family dinner without any pasta. So of course, pasta for of course. sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now you're currently playing with, um, and I'm going to try my best at a pronunciation <laughs> here, Atashi yeah. Belediaspor in Turkey. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, you made it a little bit more complicated. You can just say Atashir. I did, okay. I but... worked really hard at that. I think that's like <laughs> half of my research was like, how do I say this team name? So it's downhill from here. Um, no, okay, it so was how... good. That was a good because... attempt. Okay. Well, okay. So let's get like the, how would you say it? I, okay. It... When I first got there, I was a bit confused with like the okay. whole kind of hook on the S. Yeah. So I just kind of went with Atasahir. And okay. then they're like, the S is like a sh, so it's just attachier. And I was like, okay, well, that's a lot easier than what I okay. was pronouncing. Yeah. It's it's a lot simpler than it looks. Okay, fair enough. Okay. You're playing in the Turkish Women's Super League. Um, so before I get into anything else, uh, I'm going to ask you something that I, I, I ask everyone. Um, when did you first mm-hmm. start playing soccer? Ooh, uh, I think this is the same answer for most people, but when I was very, very young, like baby, I don't even know the exact age, but I kind of started with like tidbits and all that type of stuff. And then kind of just worked my way from there. But like competitively, I don't know, I guess U7, U8, I kind of started as an underager with a, with some of the girls on my team. So 
say U7, U8, whenever you can kind of start playing competitively, I started. So for, for a while, I'd say 20 years, but I am 20 years old. So we'll go with like 18, 19. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, yeah. What club did you start playing with? OSU. I played with OSU for my entire time while I was in Ottawa and just kind of worked up the ranks in there. Okay. Um, when you were growing up, did you have like a favorite player or like a favorite team? Ooh, uh, I didn't really have a favorite team. I guess kind of soccer wasn't like a huge thing we watched in my household. Like it's more, we watch it a lot more now, obviously that I'm playing, okay. but when I was younger, it was always like hockey, football. It was never really soccer. So I didn't really kind of have someone to look up to, but like on my own time, obviously I think my biggest kind of idol was Alex Morgan, which I'm sure is the same for most young women, but it's definitely started with Alex Morgan. And then I kind of discovered more women after that, I guess, but yeah, I'd say Alex Morgan for sure. Okay. Um, so OSU is a really big club and you know, covers a lot of ground in Ottawa. Um, what part of town did you grow up in? I grew up in Barhaven, so kind of the Nepean area. Okay. And when you weren't like in school or playing soccer, um, like what would you uh, be most likely to be doing? Well, when I was younger, I was trying out a bunch of things, but I mean, are you talking about like right now or when I was younger? Oh, like when you were younger. Younger. Okay. I would say it's kind of dance. Like everyone kind of has that thing that they choose from, from between soccer, dance, or hockey mm -hmm. and soccer. So mine was always dance and soccer. So I'd probably say dance when I was really young, but yeah, I was kind of trying a bunch of different things. So, okay. Um, so you've had from, like, from what I can tell, um, like a pretty interesting career path so far. So my understanding is, and you know, you can stop me anytime, uh, is that uh, you played OPDL with OSU and then you committed to play Division One NCAA with St. Francis in New York City. Um, could you give the good listener maybe like a recap of where your career um, has taken you from there? Yeah, so I was playing, yeah, I was playing D1 in New York City and I was there for about six months. I had concussions kind of on and off, so okay. I didn't really actually get to play my freshman season. But I also just wasn't too crazy about the atmosphere where I was. And I just wanted to play soccer. Like I had no interest in school whatsoever. I would like skip class to go to the field and train. And I like called my parents and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like I love soccer so much that I can't even do school. Like I had no interest in it whatsoever. I would just want to go and go to the field. So I kind of spoke to them and kind of at that same time, I got an opportunity to go play in Spain, kind of at an academy, to kind of get you started on the pro route. Or if you wanted to return to school, that was still an option if you went. So I was speaking kind of to a, a scout kind of there and she was, she was interested in me kind of way before I even committed to St. Francis. So I was like, you know what, that's not a bad option. At least I can like try out professional, I guess you could say, or kind of being abroad and see if that something I'm interested in and so from there I guess in November when I was uh, in New York City I kind of signed up for this and kind of got set up with it and planned to go I guess in the new semester you can kind of go whenever but I kind of went at the start of January so I guess for half of their season like the end half so I played there for about six months and I just loved it it was everything I wanted it was a professional environment it felt like I was a pro so it was amazing. And it was only soccer. Like that was all you were doing. So I would just absolutely fell in love with it. And so from there, I kind of once again, spoke to my parents, started looking at agents. I wasn't really sure how to go about it. Like I was 18 at this point, or even 17, 17 or 18. And I was like, how do I get into this professional game? I'm also super young. 
like most women, you know, finish college and they're like 23. And then it's kind of an easy route from there, like directly from college to pro. But I didn't really have any experience. All I had was OPDL. So it was a bit tough. And luckily, I did really well in OPDL. So I had some good stats and good videos at that time. But I kind of contacted some agents that I knew, spoke to some people even in Ottawa, like my trainer, and kind of told them, like, I want to play pro. How do I how do I start this? And he gave me some contacts. So I just kind of spoke from there. And yeah, so then I was in Spain, spoke to some agents. And then I went to Malta, kind of tried out for a team there in Malta, because it's pretty close to Spain. So it was perfect. So I got in contact with the team there. And they, they were a Champions League team, which was a huge jump. I went from playing at an academy <laughs> as like an 18 year old. And then you're That's talking to a Champions League team. And at the time, like, yeah, it was it's it was crazy because like huge jump and like <laughs> huge different level there. So yeah, I went to try out and it went really well. We played like kind of a mini game and they got to see me. And then right after the mini game, they're like, wanna sign you so you can play for Champions League with us. And I was just like over the moon, like there's no way this is happening. Um, so yeah, I stayed there. We went to Champions League in Romania. And we played Sarajevo, which is insane. Huge stadium, just unreal atmosphere. Once again, I was I went there and I was shocked. Like, and I was starting as well, but at that, that point I wasn't even excited about starting. I was just more shocked that I was even there. Especially being 18, and like some of the girls on these teams are like grown up with kids and married. And I'm like, what am I doing here? Like I almost kind of had imposter syndrome. <laughs> But yeah, no. So uh, yeah, so I was at Champions League. And then from there, we won one game, we lost another. And then after Champions League, I went back to Malta. So I came home for a little bit, trained a bit. Then the season started, I went back, played there for a season. I tore my MCL kind of a bit early into the season. So that was a bit, a bit rough, especially kind of getting started in the whole professional game. But I was out for about four months, I'd say, but I came home around Christmas, so I didn't actually spend the full season there. But came home around Christmas, kind of just relaxed because like a lot went down the past year pretty much, and I just need to rest my MCL. So I did that for about four or five months, trained here in Ottawa, trained with Antonio. So I've been training with him for about five, six years. Like since I've started really taking soccer seriously, I've been training with him and He's been amazing, especially like with injuries or any kind of problem areas I have. But yeah, so was injured. And then after that, I, where did I go? I tried, I trialed in Portugal for a Liga BPI team. I hope I said that right. Um, <laughs> so I did that for about three weeks. It's pretty cool experience. Definitely a big jump once again, like, Malta is obviously a great league, like the women's games growing there, but like Portugal, you get there, there's Brazilians that like are out, like out of their minds, insane. Like I was shocked. Like sometimes you think you're good and then you go to these places and you're like, I'm nowhere near some of these girls. So that was a very cool experience. It kind of shows where I need to work towards. So I went there, spoke with a few teams and then came back to Ottawa, still kind of looked for teams at this point, especially coming back from an injury is a bit tough. And then got an opportunity to go play in Georgia, which I was a bit unsure of. I thought Georgia was a place in the U.S. I had no idea it was a country. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. 
bit of a, a bit of a shock for me when he said Georgia. I was like, oh, the U.S. That's perfect, close to home. And he's like, no, it's a, it's a little, a little country kind of in between Russia, a little further. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, it's close to Asia. And I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be an experience for sure. And um, yeah, so went to Georgia. I spent about two weeks there, and I, I just had like not a very good experience there. I guess I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff that kind of went on there that. I won't get too into, but it was just a very bad experience. So I spent about two, three weeks there. And then I got a call from an agent saying that a team in Turkey needs a striker really badly. And I was already planning to go home from Georgia at that point. I was kind of fed up with my situation in Georgia. It was just a horrible, horrible kind of situation. So, um, yeah, so I took a flight. I was like, this is kind of my last chance. I might as well give it a shot or else I'm going home because – I didn't really want to be in Georgia whatsoever. I would have rather kind of been here with my family and all that. So went to Turkey. Absolutely loved it. The girls were amazing. The level was good. So I was, so I've been there ever since. I want to just like touch back on that first Champions League game in Sarajevo. And, you know, you kind of feeling almost, you know, having a bit of imposter syndrome. Like, you know, that's a huge, um, that's a lot for someone who was so young, who was just starting their professional career. Uh yeah, like, how did you, like, was it hard just to kind of keep a sense of calm uh, and, like, focus on the game? Like, was that, like, what was that moment like for you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely, like, it being my first professional kind of experience it experience and it being Champions League was overwhelming in itself. Like, the moment they told me that I was coming to Champions League, I still almost couldn't believe it till I was on the plane going there. And then once you reach the stadium, it's, like, nothing you, like, ever even imagined, like, even in Canada, I've never played, obviously, in any stadiums like this. Huge, beautiful grass. They have your names everywhere. Like, you have, like, a lanyard around your neck, people taking pictures with you, like, getting off the bus. Like, just the whole kind of professional experience that like, you dream of was happening. So, like, yeah, I was surreal for me. I was – I took so many videos. I think that's probably half of my phone is the videos from there, but – it was, yeah, an insane experience. It was obviously hard to focus on the game, especially like coach wanting me to play in the starting starting 11. I was even shocked by that because I was like, I can't even believe I'm here. I am also starting, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> so it was a lot. Obviously, I was super stressed, but I was just trying to stay as relaxed as I could and do the best I could. But yeah, no, it was a good experience. It was It was amazing. So yeah. Like as a Canadian was, was, um, you know, especially when you're first trying to get that first pro contract was being Canadian, like that presented barrier. Uh, Cause I know that often does like for players, especially women um, or like, is there another passport available that maybe helped you secure a move? Yeah. So that's a, yeah, great question. So ever since I kind of found out how the pro game kind of works, I was like, I need my Italian passport and I, I have, eligible for Italian citizenship so I've been trying to get that for as long as I can remember but it's so difficult especially here in Ottawa with the embassies it's just been kind of a little bit of a disaster but no yeah so I'm I'm fully Canadian I I can get Italian citizenship but it's definitely been a barrier especially like speaking with agents and there's like so many opportunities once you get that passport so it's like so annoying because like you see all these opportunities on the other side and like agents are telling you like yeah, there's an Italian team interested if you have your Italian passport or there's a, this European team if you have, have your Italian passport and you're like, oh my God, just give me that damn passport. <laughs> so it, it is definitely a barrier, especially yeah, having the Canadian passport right now and 
the whole visa process and all that and how many foreigner spots there are on certain teams. So it is definitely a barrier. It was more of a barrier at the start. Obviously, now that I'm getting more experience, it's a lot easier. But yeah, once you're starting out, having like a second passport is definitely something that will help you out. I'm still trying for it. It takes time. But so I'm hoping it soon. (laughs) Well, I can still move and play. But yeah. Now you've played in multiple countries. Um, Has language been an issue for you? Yeah, I would say so. Malta, well, Spain, there was obviously a lot of Americans. It was more of an academy. So there was a lot of Americans, um, Australians, like tons of different nationalities. So it was very easy there. Like the girls I lived with all spoke English. Um, Malta, actually, they spoke a lot of English. Maltese is a very difficult language. Um, They tried to teach me it. I couldn't even teach you if I wanted to. I couldn't even understand it (laughs) while they were teaching me. It sounds like gibberish. But yeah, so Malta, a little bit of an issue, but nothing where I would say was like a barrier. But Turkey, for sure, has probably been the biggest kind of struggle, I guess I would say. So they they all speak Turkish. So it's a bit tough. I'm learning like the basic words like, yeah, I understand and like stuff like that. But I live so there's three apartments for our team and there's two foreigner apartments and there's a Turkish apartment and I'm in the Turkish apartment. So it's a bit of a challenge. I'm the only foreigner with the Turkish players. So I'm trying to adjust, trying to do like the Duolingo, but it works. We use Google Translate. So I'm getting around. Obviously, sometimes it's a struggle when I'm like angry or upset. I have no one to speak to. But sometimes I would say maybe it's beneficial because I'm yelling and no one understands what I'm saying. But (laughs) it goes both ways, I would say. It's definitely a barrier, but sometimes it's definitely a benefit. So Depends how you look at it. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, so you, you're also just, you know, a young person seeing different parts of Europe. Um, what that's been like, and like, have you had a chance to, you know, cause you're busy with your career, but have you had a chance to experience some of the cultures that you've been exposed to? Yes and no. Um, Turkey, I was even speaking with people while I'm home. I haven't really seen many attractions. It's just been training after training after training. And if we do get an off day, it's usually after a match. So Obviously, no one's wanting to move after a match. We're all exhausted. So I haven't really gotten to see as much as I'd like in Turkey, but I am planning to go back. So there's still space for me to do that. In Malta, yeah, Malta is beautiful. It's probably one of my favorite places I've lived alongside like Spain, just because it's right near the sea. But Malta is absolutely beautiful. There's some things I didn't get to see, but I was also there during the summer and their summers are like deathly hot. But I, I'd say Malta is probably one of the more beautiful places that I've, I've lived for sure. And the culture there is amazing. It's very similar to Italian. So I've gotten to experience kind of everything that I've wanted to, except for probably Turkey. There's still some attractions, just like tourist attractions that I haven't gotten to see. But food-wise, I've also tried all the foods in these different places. So I can't really complain. Have there been any favorite foods that you've tried in any of these places? Ooh, favorite foods okay well in georgia the best part was the food there i (laughs) would have stayed just for the food they had these like dumplings i forget what they're called i think they're soup dumplings yeah i believe they're called soup dumplings phenomenal they were so good i would order like 12 packs every night from like uber (laughs) eats there it was amazing so that was probably that's definitely up there i'm trying to think in turkey turkey has tons of amazing food the kebab is phenomenal in turkey as you can imagine but that's a pretty basic one 
Turkish breakfast as well is, is definitely really different to Canadian breakfast. Like we have the usual like eggs, bacon, bread, like they're obviously no bacon because it's Muslim, but they got like tomatoes. It's like a bunch of random kind of little trays that you kind of just choose from and eat. So there's like different like spreads that you can put. And it's like, I have videos, but it's like tons of trays on this table and you're just kind of feasting for breakfast. But it's like some of the trays like don't go together. So it's a bit odd in that sense. Okay. But yeah, I don't know what my favorite I probably the, the dumplings so far in Georgia were really good. Or even Spanish food. Spanish seafood was amazing. When I lived in Spain, that's all I got. I love seafood. So the squid there, amazing. Octopus. Any seafood there is just amazing. Okay. So we're seeing the rise of you know, women's soccer around the world um, and like more opportunities to play in more places. Uh, but in so many different ways, different countries are at different levels in terms of their development, in terms of like supporting that side of the game, you know, infrastructure for women, et cetera. Is there anything that's maybe stood out to you over there in terms of like how the women's side is growing in different areas? Um, like maybe in terms of like, like in terms of working to gain equality with the men's side and like, you know, having that as the goal. Um, yeah, there's definitely, especially in some of the countries I've been in, the women's game, the women's game, sorry, definitely growing. I think in terms of even fan base, obviously there's not, we don't have thousands of fans, especially kind of in the leagues I've played in, but like just seeing people come out and like really care about the game, not even for my team specifically, but like we've played away games and the crowds are just amazing. Like something you would dream of as a woman and watching the men's game your entire life. And like, once again, I'm not saying we have thousands of fans, but just fans that are so passionate about the game. That's how you can kind of tell it's growing a bit, especially when they care so much about the game. It's it's amazing to see, even if they're not cheering for my team. But yeah, I would say the fan base is for sure growing, especially in Turkey. Turkey's, I mean, football's huge in Turkey, especially the men's game. It's, it's, it's amazing, the men's game in Turkey. So I'm hoping the women's game will reach there soon. Like while I was in Turkey, I watched... On TV, the women's, I believe it was Fenerbahce and Besiktas against each other. And they played in the men's stadium, which is amazing. I would only dream of that. So just to be able to watch these opponents I've played against do that in the men's stadium with tons of fans and watch it on TV even. They were broadcasting it exactly like the men's game is something you want to see. And just watching, sitting there watching with my teammates, like, obviously these are our opponents and we're so happy for them because this is huge, you know, playing in a men's stadium, having the same kind of fan base that's growing. It's, it's really good to see. So I, Turkey is definitely, I've noticed a huge growth in women's football because even speaking with some of my teammates, Tur Turkish football for women isn't even really seen still as a professional league. It's not even really recognized as a professional league by FIFA okay. still. So I think it kind of goes to show that it's growing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so okay. it's definitely growing in certain aspects. And I'd say the fan base is probably the biggest, biggest part. Fantastic. Um, so Canada is working on getting women's league by 2025. Um, is that something that you'd come back for if the opportunity was offered? Oh, absolutely. I've yeah. <laughs> already spoken <laughs> with my family. Oh my God. Yeah. I would. I'm praying that this the league happens. I'm I'm sure it will, but obviously there's so many obstacles, especially I feel like in Canada with women's football, it's like obstacle after obstacle. So I'm hoping kind of all that goes aside and we finally get a league. I think especially all the women's players in Canada, I think we deserve it. Like it, it's crazy. And I, I've even spoke about this with my parents, but 
there's countries like Azerbaijan and like these European, these European countries that are tiny that have women's professional leagues, like even Morocco, like all these kind of smaller countries in Canada, such a big powerhouse for football. And we still don't really have any kind of professional pathway in place, which is insane to me. Like I'll speak to people when I'm abroad and they'll be like, why don't you just play in Canada? Like you're so far from home. And they're looking at me like I'm crazy when I tell them we don't have a professional league. All we have is like semi-pro and that's the highest you can go for women's. And like, even just them, they're disappointed and they're across the world. They're like, how's that possible? Like you guys are like a huge developed country and you don't have a woman's, a woman's game there yet for you guys. So yeah, obviously I'd love to play in a woman's Canadian woman's team here, here, but especially being close to the family. Like I've even spoken with my parents. I'm trying to eventually look at other teams that are closer to home. Like I've been kind of far from home for like a little bit. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously not that long, but just missing the family would be amazing to play in Canada. Even like a Vancouver or Toronto would be phenomenal to live in. So hopefully soon (laughs) I'm praying. Okay. So let's just put it out there. Diana Matheson, everyone who's involved with project aid, Sophia Idrosa is willing to come back. I think you'd be a pretty absolutely, after, yeah, a pretty sought after player with Champions League experience. Come on, I'm going <laughs> yeah. for. A... I mean, yeah, if she's if she's watching this, I'm totally willing to come <laughs> back to Canada and play in that league. I'm I'm heavily pushing for a a Atletico Auto women's side and mm. Fernando Lopez star signing right here. So. <laughs> Hey, uh, and that's yeah, that would be all that would be amazing if I could even play for my home team. Like, once again, that would be something I would dream of. I don't know if it would top Champions League, but that would definitely be up there for sure. Right on. Um, okay, uh, Sophia, this has been really, really fun. I really appreciate you taking time. I just have a few quick questions to ask before I let you go. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite sport besides soccer? Ah, uh, that's tough. Like one that I like to watch or play. Ooh, your choice. I would say hockey. I guess I enjoy watching. I used to play hockey when I was younger. I was horrible. So I'd say probably watching hockey is definitely enjoyable. I'm not a huge football fan. I've never really kind of watched football or even understand it completely. So I'd probably go with hockey. Probably a safe bet. Okay. Um, what's the best soccer field to play on in Ottawa? Ooh. That's a tough one. Best. Okay, hear me out. Now, people might disagree with this, with what I'm going to say, but I'll, obviously I live in Barhaven, so I'm really close to, like, the Minto kind of complex. I don't know what the field's called, but I know it's the Minto kind of complex. Not oh, the one, not the, the one in downtown. Quinty Point? Quinty Point? That's Quint it, point? yes. Okay. Quinn's Point, yeah. Okay. I played on there in the summer a few times. It's probably one of my favorite turfs. Okay. Okay. Um, and I feel like some people would disagree with that. It's very overused, so I don't know, but <laughs> it's definitely up there. It's a Barhaven take, is what it is. Yes. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> you have to um, live in Barhaven to understand. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite Christmas song? Probably Santa Baby. I think that's the name of it. I don't know, but I, I'm sure you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 Uh, favorite Christmas movie? Elf, for sure. Nice. Um, who has had the biggest impact on your career so far? Ooh, there's so many people I could mention. 
I would probably say my trainer for sure. He's kind of, I'd say my mentor in all this. It's like whenever anything goes bad, I'm sure, you know, Antonio, he's a huge, huge kind of person in our community. You want to just give a shout out to his, uh, like his, you know, his name and, uh, yeah, huge shout out to Antonio. He's kind of led me in this whole professional, professional game. He runs eight, eight mode fitness. Amazing, amazing fitness, fitness company, personal training, kind of athlete kind of gym. So I've been training there forever, but he's, he's kind of been my mentor in all this. I would say whenever I kind of need help with making a decision or kind of just confused on what I should do or what like the proper kind of, I guess, yeah, decision would be. I, I reach out to him and he always helps me, whether that's with fitness or even my soccer career, he always helps me out with that. So I'd probably say him for sure. He's definitely led me on some, on some great paths. So. Great. Um, who is the best player that you've ever been on a field with like you've ever played with or played against just been on a field with Ooh, okay there was one player that was phenomenal when we played uh i'm gonna hope i pronounce this right this is gonna be embarrassing because i prefer turkish league but galatis ray galatis ray i hope i said that right but uh, yeah amazing so. there's amazing girl on that team i completely forget her name but she's a forward and she's very good so i'd probably say her there's also I guess some girls in Champions League that I've played against, but that was a while ago. I couldn't remember their names or even what they look like for the life of me. But (laughs) yeah, I don't know. Or even shared a field with. I'm trying to think who else. I've never really like shared a field with anyone that I like really remember. I've trained with a few, but yeah, even then I don't really remember. Because I was quite young when I trained with, I guess some of the national players, I was super young and I think they came to OSU to like help out or something. So yeah, that, that was also probably, probably Who some of the there. players. But yeah. I don't really remember. remember. I don't remember. I think I don't want to say one of them was Christine Sinclair because that would be a big stretch if it was. Cause if you shared a field with Christine Sinclair, <laughs> that would be a good answer. <laughs> right. That would be a good answer. So that's why I'm like a bit torn. Cause I'm like, I don't really remember if it was yeah. her. And then if I say it's her, so I don't know. Yeah, we've trained with some national team players, and I'm trying to remember who they are. But there's some of the older ones. So, yeah, I'm sure you could probably even guess some of them. But, yeah, just kind of the older ones that go around and help kind of yeah. any, like, community teams. So I, I don't even remember their names for the life of me. I was super young, but, right yeah. On. That's all right. Um, who is your favorite current national team player? I would probably go with. I've watched a lot of Julia Grosso on the national team and I kind of like her game. It's very similar to my style, I would say. So I'd probably go with her. Yeah. Okay. Um, your favorite pregame meal. Ooh, this is an easy answer. I always make, especially for the girls in Turkey, uh, pasta with tuna. So just like pasta with like red sauce and then you mix okay. in some tuna. Phenomenal for, for a pregame. And then if you add in some like asparagus on the side, phenomenal would totally recommend right on um what's the better halftime snack oranges or watermelon oh i'm gonna go with oranges i'm a huge orange fan so yeah uh what's a fact about you or like an interest of yours that most people wouldn't know about you right away um interesting fact that they don't know about me right away that's tough i gotta really think deep for this one Okay, this one might be a little bit weird, but I like to listen to like podcasts about like really odd topics. But like, I don't know if you know like the Hubberman podcast, but like things on like, yeah, so it's kind of like a more 
I guess, science-y kind of podcast. So I'd probably say that. I'm not, I don't watch a lot of TV. So that's also probably an interesting fact. I'm barely watching Netflix or any movies or even Disney movies. Like people ask me, have you seen this Disney movie? And I've never (laughs) seen it or don't remember. So that would probably be a big one is I don't watch TV. But yeah, I also enjoy kind of weird podcasts like that. Like the Hubberman has some good ones on like neuroscience and stuff like that. So I like to read a lot about like that or like psychology, like weird things. I always hated school, but I love learning on my own. So I kind of do that in my free time. But yeah, it's probably okay. the most interesting thing I have. Yeah. Uh, obscure science podcast fan. <laughs> yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, and my last question is, um, is there like a dream club you have that you would like to pay to uh to play for one day? Oh, dream club. Yeah, I would say Barcelona for sure. Okay. Yeah, they're just such a big powerhouse and like being in Spain and like seeing the love for that team and the women's club on that side. Amazing. So yeah, that would definitely be probably my biggest dream. Is well, yeah, and like Barcelona. they've had those uh just a big solo crowds there like at the yeah exactly like huge it's like almost basically the same almost equal to the men's game so it's insane like the even the fan base they have whether it's on the field or off the field huge fan base and yeah it's crazy it'd be super nice to play for that team awesome uh well uh, that's all the questions i have for you um thank you so much for joining this has been great um i hope you have a a great rest of your holidays and best of luck with the rest of your season. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. This has been amazing. So I appreciate the invite and super happy to speak with you. So thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the step over podcast. Please follow the pod wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps the show and you'd be doing me a big favor. It also makes sure that, you know, right away when new episodes go up, Sometimes there's, you know, a few weeks, maybe a few months between episodes, and and sometimes the juices are flowing, and and you'll hear me with more regularity. And either way, you'll be the first to know when there's a new episode, when you subscribe. And until next time, we'll see you.